Welcome to Our Fighting Spirit, the podcast that celebrates and shares the stories of those who believe in persevering over giving up, standing again after falling, and continuing to live and build a life of their dreams no matter the circumstances. Here's your host, Anthony Gigante. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Our Fighting Spirit. You know, Our Fighting Spirit is... <clears throat> covers many, many levels of the human psyche, the human experience. Today, we're going to dive into a really heavy, heavy topic. And the topic is domestic violence and how you can overcome that. And we have a very special guest with us today, all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Her name is Susie Lacey. Susie, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. And uh, we really you. do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Susie, um, we met uh, through our mutual friend, Camelia, very good mm -hmm. friend of mine, very good friend of yours. Yes. Um, who actually is like a, uh, I, I would use the word a sister to me. I, I, I've had the great pleasure of mentoring her and now, quite honestly, she's mentoring me. So that's how, uh, that's how, that's how powerful she is and mm -hmm. you're equally powerful. And Thank you. When we, when we heard your story, we wanted to see if we can get it on our podcast and help others with your, your, your amazing story. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Camelia's, um, I, Camelia, when I was around 17 years old uh, in high school, I was a new girl in school and she literally took me under her wing. We danced together. We, we talked all night. We went on vacations together. She was, she's an, a wonderful spirit. Wonderful spirit, quite. Yeah, she really is. And I'm very honored to know her. And um, we have the for good fortune of helping each other in many, many ways. And it's effortless. It's just effortless. It just happens naturally. You know? So Susie, you're, you're, uh, you live in Illinois and yep. uh, Morton Grove, Illinois. And um, you lived there all your life, uh, correct? You were born and raised there? Um, I was not born and raised here. Um, I I was born in Ohio, uh, okay. but I, I did not live there that long. Uh, I moved to Chicago around one years old, and then I actually lived in Florida for from maybe fifth grade till about about sophomore year, and then we came back to Chicago. But since then, I've been a Chicago girl. Yeah. Ah, I get it. Okay, great. Midwestern yeah. spirit. I love it. I yeah. love it. So you lived in Florida. Were you, um, uh, you have, tell us about your family a little bit. Uh, uh, you have, you have three brothers, I believe. And, um, yes, I do. So, um, when my mom and dad, they got divorced when I was around 10 years old or 11, uh, we, she remarried somebody and we end up moving to Florida for a couple of years with him for about eight, nine years. And, um, she had two other children who are my half brothers were also now my my actual adopted brother kids so they're my brothers and they're my kids at the same time we moved back here for um just to be closer to family everybody kind of moved away from chicago there's my brothers and um yeah that's Zach and dylan and ray um raised my full brother um we're all very very close so we moved all back here because my mom has four sisters and two brothers and we're very family oriented, wanted to move back, um, you know, just to be closer to the family. We're always, we all kind of moved over there and then we all kind of moved back. That's kind of what, how it was. 
Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, uh, when you move back to Illinois, like for, you know, your, your first, your dad, your biological dad, did yeah. he, did he, your mom and dad just divorced or did he, did he pass away or? or... No, he's, he's alive. He actually lives in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, we're very close. I see him every year and yeah. he comes to see all of my kids um, every year. Um, he, they just divorced. They were young. They had me very young, 18, mm -hmm. you know, he was 20 mm -hmm. and things end up not working out for them. Uh, unfortunately, but they're, they were always never, never, um, they were never on bad terms. I could say, you know, they that's were good. always okay with each other. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Actually. I, uh, mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when you, um, so then a new, a new stepdad came into your life yes. um, mm -hmm. and uh, you were old enough to, to form your own feelings about that. Right? Yes. Yes. How, how was your initial reaction when your mom married someone else? I'm, I'm sure you were kind of happy for it, but at the same time, what did you feel inside about uh, the new person in your life? Um, growing up as a young girl, I feel like I always had this weird kind of intuition with me. Um, I always told her, hey mom, I, I was super independent from even 10 years old. I was one of those girls that wanted to fly away young, um, travel, I, I always knew my goals. And um, I would tell her, hey, if this is what you want in life, go ahead, do whatever you want, um, You know, marry him if you want. Um, I was not per se, I was always on her side, um, but there was tendencies that like, as a young girl, I could have seen weird things like not letting her have long hair or, you know, not, not being around family, you know, kind of like just weird obstacles that you tend to see when you know that a person's kind of an odd person, mm. not having many friends, not people liking you, maybe not having friends sleep over, mm. kind of so like that. So that affected you too. He was in a possessive way in regards to you and your brother, your brothers as well. Like he would stop you from doing things or, or prevent, um, like sleep, have people sleeping over. And how did it affect you in your life as you're growing up as a young lady? I think he was always odd. People just didn't like him as much as, as you know, others. Like you know, yes. so I just feel like he was just an odd ball. Um, and that's what I, I would just call him an odd, like what, as we grew up, he was just an odd person. Mm. We'll say he was, he wasn't, he wasn't a very, um, it wasn't like he was a, a bad or, or a mean person per se. Like mm -hmm. he tried to tell jokes and, you know, I'm going on honesty. Um, and he, he was just like this weird, odd person that people just always, didn't like I, I can't explain it mm. yeah no, I, I can i can i can yeah, see it i've met people like that in my life and and mm. you tell right away that they are odd and there's something about them yeah, and there's something weird just something something odd about him trying yeah. hard to fit in so how, yeah. how long was mom married to 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 him um they got married um i would say ooh, a couple i think i was around 13 when they got married, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, they and they got they got together a couple of years before. 
they had what one of my brothers named Zachary and then mm -hmm. they got married um you know beautiful wedding it was wonderful um you know so like you know I feel like she she tried her best with him oh I got mm -hmm. sorry guys Something that's okay that's okay no problem yeah no problem. um and you know it was it was decent it was okay you know yeah we kind of like had separate lives. Like me and Raymond kind of did our own thing. Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, she, it's not that she wanted to start a different life with him. Cause we always kind of lived with her and stuff, but like, there was always like a separation. Yes. yes. Me and my mom and, and maybe my brother then with the other new family coming along. But like, but then me and my brothers always felt me and Ray, embraced our little brothers like no mm. other it was kind of like he was just the odd one at, at some points it was weird it was weird no i get it i get it and, and, and you your mother uh when she was married to your dad was mm -hmm. was more outgoing and more uh oh, yeah. vivacious because she was a very beautiful woman she's very yes, beautiful she was. yeah um, vivacious and outgoing did you start seeing the changes in in mom in the second marriage as, as the marriage progressed, um, like more withdrawn or any changes that alarmed you at all about your mom's personality? Yeah, I think that she became, um, she felt trapped. Mm. Number one was the feeling of trapped. Um, mm. I think dwelling on, on things that probably normally she wouldn't have dwelled on. Um, you know, I, you know, she was a very, hard worker and then like at one point she wasn't probably able to work and she actually broke her neck when my my second brother was born well, that wow. kind of stopped her yeah she had a, a fusion done with her neck and that kind of stopped a lot of it and then painkillers like being in so much pain and back then 20 years ago you know neck surgeries were were new kind of things so yeah. it's not like like nowadays so she was in a lot of pain the last couple of years how did she break her neck during during the giving birth or or no oh. we actually got into a car accident and she um her her disc started just cracking on her wow. yeah but but she thrived like she still still had kids she still did everything still drove us to school still we still had it all just because of her she, there was no stopping her for sure for her kids Hmm. Yeah, I, I can imagine. That's beautiful. I can see. Yeah. I can see. Just wait. Well, you are, I can tell she was like that. Just your spirit alone, yeah. I can tell she was like that. Yeah. So you guys uh, all moved back to Chicago together, correct? Uh, your, your new stepfather and family and all moved yeah. back to Okay. Yeah, you could, you could, like I transitioned to see my dad for a couple of months and then we all end up moving back to Chicago next to, you know, all her sisters and family. And, um, and it got really weird when we got back here because I feel like he kind of just didn't like her around family members. Like even going to a Christmas party where you're around your your sisters was like challenging for him because he didn't even want her by her sisters. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel like it started like where, you know, say if you want to hang out with your sisters, you should be able to do whatever you while at your sister's house, like how normal sisters are, you grew up together for, you know, your whole life. And, you know, you all, they all had little kids, had other kids. 
I have 30 first cousins just on one side. So oh, you know, we have a big family. Um, so we were just used to having like these grand grand Christmas parties, you know, and it would just be like, you know, him leave. And then like, we'd all want to like stay and, you know, hang out, you know, and he would kind of get mad at her for that. Mm -hmm. you know? so, yeah. So the, the, the progression, the, you, you, yeah. even a child, you were seeing the progression in this, in this personality that was. Yeah. At one point I kind of just let her, I'd, I'd be like, you want to keep, keep your life like this. Go ahead. I'm going to, you know, I, I end up like moving out very young because uh, of okay. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, so you left, you left the family on, you went on your own and left yeah. that in that atmosphere that you were not comfortable in and you moved out, but you moved close to home. You were in Illinois as well. You yeah. were right. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you moved out? How old, how old were you? I was 18 years old. Gee, God bless you. Wow. That's courageous. Yeah. And, and by yourself, or did you have a, a, a partner or, or. Yeah. Um, I moved out and up marrying my ex-husband who's, um, Wonderful. I we just, you know, we married 18 years old. You know, it's really young. Um, sure. Well, you you looking, yeah. you probably were, I'm sure you're in love, but you're also looking for an escape from a world that was getting more and more uh, uh, pressure packed for you as a child. I mean, you were still very, very yeah. young. And yes. uh, you and left, you know, you wanted to have love and joy in your life. So you, 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 yeah. you, you fell in love and you, and you made your move. So that's, I understand mm -hmm. that too. I mean, that's, um, you know, when yeah, it got so bad at 18. I think my mom actually tried to she tried to kill herself when I was 18 years old, two days before my birthday, <laughs> and um, that was that was really hard. Um, you know, knowing that you know she was ready to take her own life because of this circumstance that she was in. So that's how deep. That's how deep. That's how, that's how deep point. Got. She got that that deep where she was. You know, I got a phone call, you know, your mom is calling, you know, saying goodbye to people. And, you know, so we called 911. It was like the middle of the night and uh, she took a whole bunch of pills. Unfortunately, it was not her best time, you know, and she apologized for that. She was in a hospital for for days after that. And the funny part is, is that he he actually made it her her issue. He made it towards him. He made her sign waivers and and things because I think he before that a couple months before that he actually violently abused her, and you know the cops were called. This is a numerous occasions that at some point the cops were called and um, she was already like to the point of like I don't know what to do with myself, you know. She just didn't know, and she was young, mm. you know. She so her whole personality did a 180 degree turn slowly, gradually and slowly. And that night was yeah. the 180th degree, I guess. Um, you moving out, I bet, had a little something to do with it. Not that it was your fault, but I bet she mm -hmm. looked at you as as her salvation uh, mm -hmm. because she, or your your vibrancy in your life. And she mm -hmm. and she probably, and I know she loved you very much and mm -hmm. she probably needed you around and it's not your fault that this happened please i'm not assinuating yeah, that at all yeah, yeah. that, that um, you know you, should, you know sometimes when um when when someone's in very deep despair and they see mm -hmm. others very happy 
it does trigger that reaction where they want to hurt themselves because they, they lose themselves, you know? And when you lose yeah. yourself, you don't know what you're thinking. You don't know yeah. what you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's quite a, that was a, that's quite a big, that, that was a tough one. That's, a, yeah. that's an understatement actually. That's a tough one, but yeah, you recovered, thank God from that episode. Right. Yeah, she actually uh, recovered from that too. Um, she lived a couple years out until after that, you know, and, and how was she after uh, she got out of the hospital? Did she realize that, um, I, you know, I made, I did this and now I don't even want to go back to a place like that again? Or was she still in the position? Yes. Where, oh, no, okay. actually she did. She, once she got out of the hospital and she realized um, all of that happening and what's triggering her, she divorced him. She divorced finally. Him. Yeah, she was divorced when this all happened. She divorced uh, him. He moved on. Um, she found another love of her life, which you know they were just starting to date. But he was very nice to her and and to my little brothers. Um, and uh, that triggered him to to take the next step in in his plan to to end her. That's when, you know, when he found out that she was not going to take anything from him anymore and divorce him, that's mm -hmm. when he became obsessed. Mm -hmm. So he, yeah. when, when, they, when she divorced him, he did go away for a period of time, but I guess he kept an eye on what was going on uh, yes. from distance, I guess. And when he yeah. found out she had a new love in her life and she was happy, he couldn't, yeah. uh, he couldn't deal with that, right? Could not deal with it. Couldn't deal with it. It was impossible for him. So he started coming back and and trying to uh uh go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead, Susie. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um did he did he still have visitation with the children? Was he still involved in that kind of uh, routine exactly. or was he out of the altogether? I would say out of the maybe they were divorced for about two years and he maybe seen them three times, not really. No. So was he able to though by no. by law, or was he he did that did that get worked out where he was able to visit the children when he undesignated yeah. times or he that was, he did this weird thing where he like left and he like went to go he went on a boat to play because he was a musician mm -hmm. and I think he went on a boat to go play so that he couldn't pay child support he couldn't like they couldn't find him and mm -hmm. um you know. For family's sake, you know, she would if if he was in town, she'd let him see the grand. she like let the grandparents see him, and maybe he'd stay by his mom's house and see them. But it was, I'm talking extremely rare cases. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anything set in stone where he has them every weekend or every other weekend. Nothing. nothing. Like she had them full time. I used to pick them up from school. You know, they know this. Yeah, but they yeah. were really young still too. They were only four and five when. No, they were five and six when she died. So they yeah, were they right. didn't really live with him to know the real him, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Well, Susie, when you when you always were close to your mom and you always loved your mom and you still oh, love yeah. your mom, it never yeah. ends. Whether they're here or not, we still love our parents, right? Of course. When you when yeah. you started seeing the, uh, of course, when her trying to take her own life, that must have been devastating to you. Mm -hmm. But uh, when yeah. she came out of it. Um, she, she, you felt her, and now she found this new love, and she was getting better. You started yeah. seeing your, your mom as you remember her, right? Um, yeah, she actually, 
it's funny because like, you know, at that point we were kind of like in this, okay, like Zach and Dylan are getting bigger. I was about to turn 21. And like, it was just like walking into her house was more of a fun situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even though I wasn't 21, like we'd have a glass of wine together. We'd hang out. The girls were all starting to hang out. You know, she'd want to go out and babysit for her to go out with, you know, for her boyfriend at that time. And um, it, it just be, it was a fun house. It was more of a family oriented, like no weird energy coming through anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, he had his, her new boyfriend had kids my age. So it was kind of like, we're all becoming like this, this kind of happy, you know, new mixed family, which was fun. Mm -hmm. You know, family was starting to come around more, which was great. Like parties again. And um, yeah. And the healing started. Healing, healing oh, takes yeah. time, but it, yeah. it starts to heal, and you see the healing happen in front of your eyes. I mean, yes, for sure. But, but healing was on the right track, and things were happening, which was beautiful. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, he he gets tries to get his way back into the picture wherever he was working. He's finished, and he comes back into <sighs> into town to try to uh, sabotage the happiness. Yeah, he, yeah, right? he would honestly. Uh, we were then there was like a weird six month period where when he did come back in town, the cops actually came to us telling us, you know, you have a murder for hire on you. So he was trying to find someone to murder her. And he didn't um, find somebody. He would go to people would be coming to us like, hey, this is going on. The cops actually would come to us. So once you hear that, like she became, it was a fear, you know? So like those last six months were me not being able to go by her house because at one point I was driving, I, I went to my mom's house in the night, you know, to hang out. She made dinner and I'm leaving and his car, he thought maybe I was my mom and his, he starts following me in my car. He was waiting outside her house. So she had, she then started doing orders of protection on him. I think she had around eight different orders of protection. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. My goodness. Um, so it was, you know, then I stopped my car and I'd be like, what are you doing? And then one time he's following her and they, she had the kids in the car and he starts trying to break her car windows to beat her up. And the people around in cars had to call the cops on her, on him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, cell phones were just came out then. We only had minutes or something. I don't know what happened, but they were all calling. That's how in fear she was because he was he was everywhere. He didn't have a job. He was on his in the lowest point of his life, uh, completely obsessed with her. Yeah. So Did, yeah. it's incredible, incredible even at this point for me to understand that. Um, I do. Um, yeah. Did uh, what was your mom's state of mind when, like, did was your mom? Did your mom have a different state of mind when she was involved in the relationship? And and at this point, was she um, stronger in your opinion that she was ready to fight him off, or did she resort back to that feeling she had when she was with him? Well, here, well, because of all these things that he was doing, um, you know, there were so many different orders orders of protection that he was he was. It was a fear. She was afraid. Mm -hmm. She had a fear of, you know, she actually at one point had water bottles by all of our windows mm -hmm. just in case someone opened the window 
the water glass would fall and we'd hear a crack. Mm. Um, so it was, it was a big fear for her, you know, because of, of the situation we found out just a cop came to us and told us, Hey, um, you know, this gang person, maybe, maybe he was trying to hire somebody. And then they, they came to us telling us, Hey, you know, this is happening. And they were seeking him out to get orders of protection to put him in jail prior to him, the incident. Yeah. So before we get to the incident, uh, mm -hmm. you mentioned a couple of minutes earlier that, um, you had uh, the police would come to you and say that yeah. there's a hit out on your mom. How yeah, there was a hit. How, did, mm -hmm. how did the police find out? Was it informants that went to the police and said, "Hey, this yes. nut job is uh, telling yeah. me to go kill this woman, or kill his family, or hurt this family, or do whatever they were planning to do"? And yeah. then the cop would come and tell you. But when the cops came and told you, even with even order of protection, didn't they feel the need to to stay closer to the situation physically to make sure that? Um, um, I know domestic violence is very tricky. And and uh, but didn't they feel like, hey, this is a real deal here, and maybe we should, you know, put a car in front of the house one day a week, and as a, as a show of of something. Did that ever happen? Or, or I I feel like there there could have been more action with with the cops on that part. Um, Witness protection kind of with, deal. Right? Yes, we were we were on the verge of even doing that part. It was basically he was going to jail on a Friday and. And the incident happened on the Monday, so he was he was going to go to jail no matter what at that point. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see, I see. And 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 your brothers—they were younger. Did yeah, they, they understand what was going on, or were they too young to understand what was going on? They were too young, but I feel like their probably last six months was hard on them, mm -hmm. knowing that all these crazy incidences were going on. And hopefully, they don't remember my mom like that. They probably, hopefully, only. They don't probably remember her that much as much as we did, but like the fear and all that was not her. She was not in her right state of mind for right. a second time. Yeah. So after a tragedy occurs. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, uh, and and what's the timeline on that, uh, Susie? Uh, uh, please uh, uh, speak as much as you want about it, as much okay. as you can about it, please. Okay. So basically, I think around around Halloween it got really bad with him trying to find out where she was and stuff like that like Halloween was a really scary day for us because like not knowing if he's gonna come with a mask or trick-or-treating it was really mm -hmm. weird we had a really crazy from Halloween till December 13th um I woke up in the morning and it was it was I I had this weird intuition vibe I've always did and I I was telling, you know, I was probably in a weird sense of my life, too, because I had, you know, a fear for my mom. Sure. You know, and so I was terrified. I had a I had a nightmare and I went to go sleep on the couch. I did not live with her, thank God, um, at that point. And my grandmother came, was there because they were putting up the Christmas trees and um, it was right around Christmas. And my mom actually unfortunately again broke her leg she's so stressed out that she was putting up the christmas tree and broke her leg so um she was in a lot of pain that day but she's like susie come over the night before and i'm like no mom i'm just gonna sleep over sleep home and i'll i'll see you tomorrow and she wanted to go christmas shopping the next day so i was like okay well we'll we'll figure it out i'll call you in the morning and i, I had to go to work anyways and she um he walked in and I think Comcast cable company was, was 
might have been like they might have been having uh, them put in a new cable box or something like that. But my grandmother opened the door and he sh shot fire on her multiple times. She was trying to run away. And then he went to my mom and um, tragically killed her, stabbing her multiple over 47 times and shot her over seven times. Mm -hmm. It was... Um, Something that I don't like to talk about, but yeah. I, I know. I got a phone call from one of my first cousins who's like my sister, and um, she just started yelling, he killed her. And I'm like, we all knew. Like, we all kind of just already knew that what happened. And he, he killed my grandmother too that day. So, um, um, you know, I just, so uh, honestly, my brothers lost, everybody lost somebody they loved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you, by the way, for, 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 for telling us this and, and you take a minute or so and please, um, please, uh, compose. Yeah, have tissue so it's okay. It's okay. What you're doing is fine. Susan. This is our human experience. This is fine. Yeah. yeah. So, were, the, were your brothers home when this happened? Were the children home? He, he waited till they were at school. The funny part is, so right after that, um, I already felt like they were gone. So my first instinct, even as a 20-year-old, was I actually drove to their school mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to make sure that they were okay. So that's kind of like, I would say, the day I became a mom. Mm -hmm. um, and a mom at 22 years old or 21 and a half at this point. No, I was 20, 20 years old. Yeah. You're 20 years mm -hmm. old. Okay. Instinctively, you know, that's a very interesting. I want to get to that too, that you went to the school to see your, that's the first thing you thought about. Cause that, that, that says a lot about mm -hmm. uh, the past because mm -hmm. in, in certain, a lot of many cases, you, you, it seems like you took the responsibility of being a mother to your younger brothers because of the events that were going on. So you you, you 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 hear this news, your first instinct is to go and make sure your brothers are okay. Yeah, I grabbed them from the school and right when we when I got there, you know, cops were already at their school. We all kind of went down to the police station um, and they were just quest questioning us for for a couple hours, I would say. You know, we were there being questioned we kind of didn't know exactly what was going on and then you know as the days progressed um we've you know obviously we knew that they were dead and gone um it was it was crazy <laughs> it was a hard time uh, uh hard is an understatement yeah hard it was it was fear it was everything cops being involved finding him um you know he was home Oh, he, he actually uh, fled the scene and went home. Yeah, he fled. He fled the scene. I think he went to McDonald's and then went home. To be honest, that's what we kind of heard after trial. Um, it was disgusting. He thought he was going to get away with it. Honestly, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he he really did think he was going to get away with it. He he thought that he was going to have this wonderful life after after this, and um, and 
you know, we found the, the cops found him. He took his time too. He wore gloves. He, you know, they picked him up on radars where his phone calls were and stuff. It was it was a, a situation where circumstantial ev evidence was key to all the mm -hmm. for him being tried. It took five years to to convict him. Wow, you had to you and you had to go through this for five years. The five agony years. of this for five years. Yes, five years. Um, trial just kept on being delayed or, or continued, continued, and um, and then finally on. I think it was his birthday. We started trial and it was my birthday, my mom's birthday when we ended trial. And that was kind of wow. kind of like a great accomplishment. One month of trial. Um, I kind I just had my youngest one of my my middle child. And I was like, you know what? Even they had they had trial, you know, continuously we thought trial was gonna go on and it was so weird. Um, I was like, you know what, my mom's not gonna let him see me pregnant on stand. So just so happened, I just had the baby, which was great. So I didn't have to go through that. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable, Susan. Yeah. What a beautiful, what a, what, 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 I have so many things to say. Uh -huh. thing, I just want to comment on what you yeah. just said, mm -hmm. that your mom was not going to let you mm -hmm. be on the end when mm -hmm. you're ready to give birth to your baby. Yeah. It showed a tremendous connection to your mother and, and knowing, knowing that she's still there with you watching yeah. you and protecting yeah. you and, and doing what's right for yeah. you. Um, and uh -huh. that's, that's an amazing, powerful statement, Susie. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, actually, the funny part was beautiful. I was actually due with the baby um, on a, around the end of May. And I actually had, the, we have a, 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 we're very close, me and my mom even now, mm -hmm. that we actually had a baby on the same day. So wow. one of my brothers and one of my sons have the same birthday. <laughs> Um, that's 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 uh -huh. an amazing gift. What an amazing yeah. gift! That is. Yeah. I was like, I, I I went into his his classroom that morning. I was like, okay, Dylan. I was joking with him. I'm like, Dylan, I'm gonna have the baby today on your birthday. It was a joke. Like I wasn't even doing. They were like, no, mm -hmm. we have to have this baby right now. So they got him out of me pretty fast. And. <laughs> So, so I, we always joke around that I get to kill two birds with one stone, having just one big birthday party for them both. Yeah. What a joyous, what a joyous. Yeah, it's a fun birthday. It's a fun birthday. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, I mean, Susie, you're you're incredible, and Thank and, you. and we're, we're you you mm -hmm. still don't really have time, mm -hmm. and I'm just assuming here, and you can correct me. You don't really even have time to grieve because what your immediate reaction was there's people to be taken care of here. Yes. yes Innocent yes, people sure. to be taken care of here. Yeah. And it's my multiple. responsibility to take care mm -hmm. multiple. And it's my responsibility yeah. to take care of them. Yes. So of course mm -hmm. we mentioned earlier your first instinct was to go to the school and protect your brothers from everything yes. that was going around. You wanted to be there and be there and be the one to tell them and, and be with them at that moment, which I find is, mm -hmm. is one of the most selfless acts I've ever heard in my life, first of yeah. all. And I commend you for it. I really, really do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But you realize at that point, too, were you, were you still with your uh, the gentleman that you moved out with uh, when you were 20? Yeah. You, okay, yeah. so you had a yeah, great foundation at home. You had a great husband. You have a great foundation. So yes. you had one on by your side, which is wonderful. Yes. Mm -hmm. But you immediately decided that mm -hmm. these children, these these boys need need a mother. 
Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And he took full responsibility for them as, as a father too. Yeah. And, yeah, and, he, and he, did both. he did. Wonderful well, guy. Can't amazing, amazing uh, man. I love to get a chance to meet him one that day. That's great. But you, you decided that it's not yeah. only, I'm not only going to be the older sister or in, some, in this case, stepsister or whichever relationships were in, mm. with, with all the children there, but you decided that you were going to adopt your brothers. Yes, it actually, because of trial, I actually had to be a foster mom at first um, because of, because getting his rights away, you know, all that. So it probably took just a couple months afterwards. I was like, I want to adopt you. I wanted all my boys to have the lot, the same last name. And that so. came to you uh, from, from God, the universe, or from your heart and your soul. No one suggested well, this to you. This is what you, you, this is what you felt. This is the, yeah, this, yeah, this is what I felt. I always wanted them to, all my boys to have the same last name. Didn't matter. And I asked, I asked all of them, like, what well, you know, I asked Zach and Dylan when they were, you know, being adopted. I'm like, you know, we kind of joke around because obviously I'm their, I'm their sister and I'm their mom for mm -hmm. school purposes. I would say I'm more of their mom. So this is only a couple of months later when you decide you're going to adopt your brother. So everyone has the same last name, which is amazing to me. I, I, I don't even know if that would occur to me to do. And, and I'm really blown away by that. It's beautiful. So yeah. you still haven't, though, you, you've taken on all this responsibility with your fantastic husband. Both of you have taken uh -huh. on some responsibility to, yeah. to, 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 for lack of a better word, save the family. Uh, or bring the family back into in, as much as you can into a positive direction. Um, yes, as much as you can. Yeah. We, um, you know, I, I tried my best. Of course, I made mistakes with being 20 years old, and I think even every mom would would say that they made mistakes with growing up kids. I think um, I think number one uh, would be that I sheltered them really close to me. Um, I had so many fears of making a mistake with my, with Zach and Dylan, you know, uh, they know that like making sure, you know, they're at school and, and mm -hmm. I was at the park with them until they were probably about 17. <laughs> they always make fun of me now that like, you know, they were, I, now that they see how different I am with the younger kids growing up, they're like, oh my God, you're letting them go to the, to the movies. Um, <laughs> so young and stuff. And you're not, you're not behind them in the show or, you know, watching every move. I'm like, guys, I was a different person. I'm sorry. I had so many fears with you guys. I wanted to make sure you were okay. Um, it, oh, they appreciate me, but you know, of course they get, they have those little like, Jealousies. Will you let them do anything now? And I'm like, yeah, no, but it will be my fault if I mess up. <laughs> you know, yeah. Susie, it's, uh, there, there's so many levels to this uh, yeah. that are fascinating to me. And one of the yeah. most fascinating is that at a young age, mm. you were very independent, as you mentioned. But as a young yeah. age, after this tragic thing happened, yeah, you, yeah. you just assumed the role of the matriarch of the family. And um, I, would, I would say I did, um, even yeah. with my brother Ray, like who doesn't get talked about is enough. Um, you know, he he had it very hard. There he is. Uh, he um, we he lived with me, too, for a number of years. So kind of, we all kind of lived together. 
-hmm. he came to move in with me um, because he wanted to be by Zach and Dylan and by the family. And, um, mm -hmm. and he, uh, you know, he had a baby and then he moved out and, you know, he, you know, I still feel like I'm his, even though I'm not his mom and I did not adopt him, I'm still, Mm -hmm. He's still like my baby, you know. Of course, I, I totally understand that. And then, but in in your world, I mean, when uh -huh. did you? When did you? I mean, do you? Of course, you realize what happened. But in all this stuff that you're trying to rebuild your family, uh -huh. you have moments where you broke down and you lost your direction temporarily not to not to like you mentioned earlier no you know you, first of all I, I applaud you as well because in situations like this yeah. you mentioned earlier in our little pre-interview that mm -hmm. you, you 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 took the road of positivity you didn't take yes, the road yes, of saying right. i'm going to drink i'm going to do drugs i'm going to get um, high and escape my reality and i'm going to work move forward uh -huh. and it doesn't mean that people who may take that other road temporarily are bad people they're not it's hard mm -hmm. to deal with what you went through and um well, honestly, um, growing up, uh, I would not say that I drink. Um, like, I was never a drinker that drank every day or, or you know, all the time. But if I would drink, it would be to the point of crying. So it was not. Right. You were escaping. Uh, uh, you were trying to escape a situation that you were so young and involved in that you didn't know how to escape. It's okay. He's fine. Yeah. Um, you didn't know how to escape uh, that reality. Yeah. You were very young at the time, so that is yeah. kind of a normal way yeah. uh, to go. But yeah, as as mm -hmm. what, what I'm so, what I'm so extremely impressed by is that your world really just fell apart, Susie. And, yeah, and your mother and your grandmother brutally murdered. Yeah. I lost. I, I gave up school. That was number one. That which was really hard for me was um, I wasn't going to. I gave up school for a couple of years. So mm -hmm. that was something um I was the one I was the only per, only girl in my whole family out of the seven sisters and brothers and 30 grandchildren. I was the first girl to ever graduate high school. Yeah. So yeah. I was always very ambitious and I wanted to go to school for something um it was a little tough um but I did get my C in early child education. And I wow. feel like, wow. um, yeah, so yeah. And I worked there for 15 years. I love, I'm still best friends with everybody there. Um, that actually helped me going back to work and mm -hmm. having responsibility of knowing, hey, at one point, um, Zach and Dylan, are, you, that was so much fun. I actually worked at Lifetime Fitness in the daycare. Did and I, really? used to, I used to have to bring Zach and Dylan and Logan. I had like those little... I feel like I have two different sets of kids because like Zach and Dylan and Logan grew up together. Mm -hmm. And now I have like Logan's kind of in between because he's that middle one. Logan, Maddox, and this little young one. Look yeah. at this. Mm -hmm. He wants that skater hairstyle right now. Um, oh, and we're, gonna, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him. We're gonna let you go soon so you can spend time with him and enjoy your day. Yeah. I feel um, like they, they all got to where was I going? I I, I put the work. Working mm -hmm. was was key to showing my kids, and then also working out was number one too. Showing them, and and that's what actually helped was is finding something that's going to push you to do something, and and keep you away from those. Thinking about something so much is going to not help. 
That's right. This is absolutely right. It's not going to change anything. So that's one thing I wanted to tell people or Mm -hmm. young women that maybe had something happen to them is dwelling on anything that's negative is never going to help. Just move forward. Push, push forward. I need to move forward. Movement, and, um, movement, movement is the best medicine. Movement is yeah, the best movement. medicine. I, I agree with you totally there. And, and yeah. it's, it's never, amazing. Never growing. Yeah, moving forward is number one. Um, God is number one, too. Um, I, mm-hmm. I put all my boys through, you know, putting them in through religious education was is always number one. They all, you know, I don't mind which religion you are, but as long as you're, you're, have a positive mm-hmm. somebody you feel there's a higher power for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. will help you in that yeah for agreed. sure agreed agreed a thousand percent what uh, the last thing i want to say about this is that you are a powerful mm-hmm. woman yeah i always in, in with the fighting spirit being spiritual I always tell myself I'm going to get everything I want in life, and I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, yeah, I, I see I, that. And as I'm watching, I let anything go. I don't, if like with anything, like um, if I say I'm going to do it, I always, I always get to it. Doesn't matter how long it will take me, I'm going to get there. Yeah. I can, I can tell it about yeah. you now. Also, when I'm watching your beautiful home that I see a little piece of behind you, <laughs> and I see your, your beautiful children, your beautiful yeah. child that's coming in that is. He's he's polite. He's exuberant because he's a young child and he's yeah. he sees a camera and he's fooling around with it and he's having fun. But I see the way you you talk to your child, Thank and, you. and that speaks volumes, um, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 who you are, you know. Um, and it, it, I mean, sometimes the, the everyone can talk and say something, but the actions are what speak and. In this brief three minutes that we just had when you when your son was jumping on the bed and behind you, your actions showed you exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you know what I mean? and, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the present now and, and the future of Susie and her beautiful family. Ooh, thank you. you. Yes. Yeah, you so, mentioned um, you were again. You you begin, please. Go, go for it. Well, the present starting with my children, because they're always number one. Dylan and Zach are I would never, like, how can I say this? They grew up with nobody. They grew up with no no grandparents because they lost both their, all their grandparents that day. I have one grand, grandfather that has dementia right now. He, he was always around, but, um, so they only had one grandfather their whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy, wonderful to them, anything they ever, you know, needed like he would always drive them somewhere you know but obviously he he was older when you know because we're kind of brother and sister we're brother and sister so Mm -hmm. he's already older for as a grandparent Mm -hmm. you know so um they and then they lost everybody and they had a 20 year old girl raising them so i could not uh, commend these two boys that probably could have turned south any way Mm -hmm. or blamed Mm -hmm. me or blamed their mom or blamed their Mm -hmm. dad for their situations and villain is a wonderful um ufc fighter with mma so if you guys wow. all want to look him up his name is dylan alvarez he just Great. fought the other day um live on tv he's awesome zachary has got the biggest heart um he's also a um he does heavy weights so he's a weightlifter 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I feel like they got that from me because I loved working out my whole life. And it was mm-hmm. an escape goat. If I don't get to work out, I guess my, um, I would say, well, I, I don't know. The, the, it creates energy. It creates energy. It creates yeah, your mind. I activity. Need, I need to get out. I do it every day and it makes my whole life better because yeah. I think clearly from that point on, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's Working how it's a scapegoat. If I had to box and pretend it was somebody's face <laughs> for a long time, uh, it was it was definitely a scapegoat. You no, know, that, that's for that. Great. Like they they took after me with that. My three boys, I cannot say they don't even say a bad word in front of me. <laughs> so it's they're such good boys. Um I can see it. I can tell. I can tell. Um, I mean, yeah, I can tell just yeah. by the, as I mo- mentioned, that quick moment of when your son was behind yeah. you. I can see how well behaved there, how much respect yeah. there is in the house. Yeah, there's so much respect between all of us. Honestly, as, as, as even time goes on, you could have, you know, being a brother and a sister and a mom, you know, mm-hmm. I might tell them, hey, what are you doing or something, or, or mm-hmm. maybe have a, a moment and they... They're just, we don't ever cross the line of not having respect for each other. No, that's, that's because it comes knock to you. Wood, knock on wood, I don't ever want it to happen, but we're all very I don't think, for I each don't other. think it's going to happen. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen because you laid the foundation. So now uh, in your present life, um, your career, you're, you're in real estate, right? You became a, are you a real estate broker or a salesperson? Um, I am a broker. Well, I'm, broker. I do real estate sales. Um, I do buying and selling. I really want to get into construction and, and design of real estate. I love that part of it. I love seeing the ugliest home turn beautiful. I don't know if it's something that happened in my life that makes me want to do that. Um, but I am out there real estating and I, I love it. It, um, it came to me after my divorce. Um, and I actually always loved real estate. I've, I was always known for the girl that loves parties. I love, I love in, entertaining people. Uh, real estate comes with that. Just, you know, mm-hmm. showing your house, showing how, what, you know, everybody wants people to be invited to their home. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I, I am good at. Took me like a snap to take that test and just get there. COVID uh, pushed me. COVID was the, was actually the, the key to, Hey, Hey, this is my time with as, a teacher is done and now I need to push forward. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Susie. Amazing. And, and, and I can tell you take great joy into putting someone in a new home. Oh, that, yeah, that's probably sure. motivation as well. Yeah. I can I tell. Think right time, uh, I don't mind, you know, as real estate agents, we all might have a second job because you have to wait in between those checks, mm-hmm. you know, and I take my time with everyone. So I'm loving I'm loving that aspect of my life. Um, yeah, for sure. I love it. I love the area. I love I love North Shore. I love um, our Chicagoland area has so much to offer us. And um, and I love the area. I love real estate. I love it. You know, Susie, uh, I can tell, you know, mm-hmm. you, you actually glow. And, Thank and you. you really do. You really do. It comes it comes out of you. Thank you can you. see it all natural and, and wonderful and, and the right energy. Mm-hmm. Nothing is forced about you. That's that's what I'm, I guess I'm trying to say. Nothing is forced yeah. about you. I see it all coming out and I see it 
coming out beautifully. And thank you. Your story is 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 a fascinating one that's going to help a lot of people mm-hmm. and and help in a couple of ways. The first way is to mm-hmm. overcome tragedy yes. like that, and the second part is not only to overcome it but to thrive. And that's what yes. our fighting spirit is mm-hmm. about. Yes. That's why I began this whole episode here of my life, where mm-hmm. we want to get folks out there like yourself get their stories. Not only people to listen to them, but for people to hear them. Big difference, yes. right? And yeah. you are the definition mm-hmm. of our fighting spirit. On, on that aspect of our fighting spirit, it doesn't have to be such a tragic incident mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have something that could be so small in our life that that we might not be able to get over, like mm-hmm. but maybe a divorce, which is not small, or 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 a a different situation that could could bring us down, you know, and we don't know that we're going that route mm-hmm. into, you know, you got to change your mindset to just thrive on something else, push forward to something else, not dwelling on, on anything that's going to bring negativity to us mm-hmm. and pushing for always, you know, what also is um, believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number one is believing in yourself. If you're not going to believe in yourself, nobody's going to believe in you. Mm-hmm. If you, Absolutely. you have that little doubt in yourself, you're not going to get there. Believe Absolutely. in yourself and um, and hopefully have have some sort of mentor that could help you. And if, if you can't find that mentor at that moment, just trust in God and keep on pushing. Our Fighting Spirit, this is an episode that must be watched. You must mm-hmm. listen to every word that Susie has told us today and every angle of her life that occurred and know that you can make it too, because we we are here in a very short time in life to overcome these challenges and to make our lives and our people we love special. Mm-hmm. And here's the greatest example I could ever offer mm-hmm. today, Susie yeah. Lacey. Susie, thank, thank you. you so thank and everyone, thank you for joining us today on this amazing journey on our fighting spirit. Susie Lacey, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It was my honor to speak with you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast player and leave us a review. Sophia Giganti is the definition of our fighting spirit. And one of the reasons why I decided to do this in the first place. Her book is called Strength, Resilience, Growth, How I Defied Physical and Mental Limitations and Took Control of My Future. The website is sophiagiganti.com. I thank you for watching Our Fighting Spirit, and I wish you a beautiful evening. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast player and leave us a review.